welcome our virtual water cooler friends to the 34th episode of Into the Filmverse. What is Into the Filmverse, you ask? Well, that is a great question. It's a movie fan podcast covering all types of film content, including movie news, new releases, and a variety of past releases. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today we are discussing a slew of movie news, the social network, and various content we watched throughout the week, including uh, the new releases of Cruella and A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hey, uh, we you know we we talk about a lot of movies on the podcast, and if you want to hear our reviews for uh, you know the films we talk about, or even something that we don't bring up, uh, join us on Letterboxd, basically a social platform that they use for we use for movie reviews. Uh, you can find me Mitchell Chandler at Mitch Reviews, and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so it's M Y T C H. And you can find me Bryce Payne at Payne Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews. So as we like to do uh, before we go on to all the, the films we watched throughout the week here. Uh, we're going to discuss the latest movie news and trailers, and this week we have quite a bit of new movie news and new trailers to get through, so bear with, bear with us as we kind of trudge through this. Um, so this actually got announced a few weeks ago, and I just neglected to bring it up, and I kind of mad at myself that I forgot to, because it's one of my favorite franchises that exists out there uh, throughout everything, and that is the uh, Psych franchise. Um, they make they are making a Psych Three. A Psych Three is in development. Uh, they there's a long run TV TV show series, I think about nine seasons. Um, they did two films, and now they're coming back for a third. And I just wanted to say, you know, that's right. I'm just super excited. You're just this is such a weird thing because I was just like, what? What's your favorite franchise? And it was just like <laughs> Psych. Yeah, no, I have. To, I definitely have a tattoo from Psych, and I'm just like, give me more Psych. The more I can see Sean and Gus, the better. Um, so I just wanted to. I was just super excited about that, and I figured we should mention that. Um, as the next up, we have an animated Injustice film is coming from DC. I thought this was live action. I was pretty sad when I found out it was wrong. Because you texted me there was a DC uh, Injustice uh, film coming. I'm like, wait, really? And then you said it was animated. And I'm like, oh, well, my, my enthusiasm was a little bit tempered because typically the DC stuff that comes out is not that great. Like the animated stuff. At least I find I don't find it I, that great. I like the animated films. A lot of people do. I just I haven't found any of them that appealing to me. Um, I mean, they're they're okay, but they're just not like they're not Spider Verse quality. But by, by the time you get like. Eight films in, you're kind of like, all right, I'm I'm over this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I tried to watch every single one. I made I made it like almost all the way, and I was just like, I'm burned out. I'm done. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't take to say that it's particularly bad. It's just very like rudimentary when it comes to like the budget, like the action, the not the action, but the um the look of them, and then the story overall. It just seems very. Some of them bland. are really fucking good though. Like there's there's a few I'm like damn that shit like they like I think this is gonna be like the first one the first release they had was Flashpoint yeah that, that shit, was pretty that shit's good solid you know the issue I had with that one is I feel like I've read Flashpoint and I watched Flashpoint and like the TV series and like I I don't know I just feel like I've seen Flashpoint everywhere I don't know why oh, yeah and then the new Flash movie comes out it's gonna be covering Flashpoint I know it is <laughs> I'm just like oh my god this is like the only story that you guys can have that tells a Flash all right <laughs> it's, it's I get it though one. it's like it's like its quintessential story that I get it um. We are excited about this, particularly you, because he's one of your actors that you like to uh, see come up, and uh, his name is Timothy Chalamet, and he's going to play the new I love Willy him. Wonka. I, I I love him, and I, I'm excited for this one, though, because like, young Willy Wonka, and all I can think about is, like, that's pretty fucking good casting. Like It is. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, that's really accurate. Like I, I don't know who else I would have chosen besides him for that role. Yeah, I was like, you know... When I heard he was in the running, I was like, "Well, he he's gonna get it." Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he just has that dynamic where he's he's just like off. Like you just tell him something's not quite right there. <laughs> I just I'm like, yeah, he fits the bill. He he would look like a young Willy Wonka. I hope he does his hair like Johnny Depp's. I'm interested. In, that would be pretty cool. I'm interested <laughs> to see what they do with the story. I'm interested to see because like 
is it a prequel to the Johnny Depp version, or is it I doubt it. To the Gene I, Wilder version, or is it like a new take? I bet you just a new take. It's not the same thing they do with Corella. I'm interested. I mean, but, I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested. I, it's probably not one of those I'm gonna get, I'm gonna like be dying to see in theaters, but I'm like I'm excited to see what happens. I'm always down to see whatever news is new in theaters, and I mean, unless it's something that they might, unless they it's like HBO Max and in theaters at the same time, then I might be like. I don't you know. know. It might be an HBO Max watch. <laughs> I don't have to. I have to, have to take a look. Um, but uh, another one of our big stars in a big franchise that I don't think we, neither of us have seen. Maybe you have. I haven't talked about it, but Henry Cavill um, was cast to lead uh, in, in Highlander re- reboot. I saw the TV show when I was a kid. My dad really liked the show. Really liked the movies and stuff. So I yeah, watched those a lot. The first movie is like I guess heralded as like you know the, the biggest. You know, like a really, you know, a really like awesome first eighties movie, and I'm like, you know, whoever if you talk to somebody from the eighties, like that grew up then, yeah, they're always they're like, like Highlander, yeah, yeah, exactly, they appreciate. Um, you know the concept behind it though, like, no, it's these these like immortal guys with swords that just like they get power from the other immortals when they kill them and cut off their heads. Right, I'm and just then like, they okay. gain their powers and shit. So, and then mm-hmm. apparently the second one is like the worst film history. I don't know how that happens. How the first one's like the best one, and the second one's like the worst one. I don't know. The TV show is pretty solid, though. I remember watching a few episodes. So, I mean, I I love Henry Cavill. Um, anything he's in, it's That's just a good, it's a good casting because they're kind of like bigger guys and they yeah. just walk around with swords and like cut each other's heads off. Exactly. He's he's very much <laughs> the perfect cast for that. They're I would like, say they saw him as Geraldton's like. That's who we need. <laughs> that's who we need. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. We'll, we'll have to watch Highlander at some point and and uh, review that so we can kind of like I, get a precursor to what he's going to be. But I might own it. I don't remember though because I'm sure my dad does too. But I don't have a way to watch. <laughs> I'm it, like so. I think I took it from my dad when I was moving shit and he was just had movies. I think I took it, but I don't really remember. I might have gotten rid of it. So this next story comes from one of my favorite, um, one of my other favorite franchises, the actor that played Kick-Ass, would be Aaron Taylor Johnson, you don't mind also know him as Quicksilver in the Marvel films. He's been cast as another Marvel character, but in the Sony-verse as Kraven the Hunter. I'm fucking hyped. I love Kraven the Hunter. <laughs> this is a casting that I would not have seen coming from a no, mile No, definitely. Away. I'm like, Kraven the Hunter does not, like, when I think of Kraven the Hunter, I don't think of I think like yeah, big man. Russian, like I don't know yeah, why I'm in like, my head, but I'm like big hunter dude, not not Quicksilver. <laughs> and then right, exactly. But then but then you look at a picture of him, like not under in the Quicksilver like outfit, just like just a standard picture of him. And you know what? Like I see a young Craven, I really do. I'm just excited because there's a comic storyline where he kills Spider Man. I know that's not gonna happen, but I want the last see, hunt. Yeah, I want to see him on screen with Spider Man. Like I just I want that. I think that would be interesting. I doubt they're gonna do it, but that but that would be cool. Um. But I, just, I just really want Spider-Man in the Sony Bears. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out about that soon. Actually, speaking of that, I saw a report that they, um, one of the Sony execs was like, oh, you'll see how how we're, we're connecting all of these Sony-verse stuff to the MCU and the Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know. I sent you that. Did all you see I can that? think about is like, would Kevin Feige allow this? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. There's, there's so much surrounding that that I'm like, I don't know. Um, it's a huge yeah, mystery Craven, to everybody. Exactly. exactly. But Sony Craven Hunter. Re- Sony really doesn't know what's going on. They're just like, we're just going to spitball here and maybe one day it'll work itself <laughs> out. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and Craven, so I'm excited for this. I, I, you know, I was would say without Venom, I'm probably like, why are they making this film? Because the first Venom, I was very much like, if you're not going to have Spider-Man in it, why are you having a Venom film? Like, yeah, like, Venom is a Spider-Man work? character. 
But the fact that they were able to make Venom work and make over $800 million, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And Morbius looks like it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Obviously, we haven't seen that yet. But that looks like it's going you know, to be pretty good. Morbius so. should be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens with that. But and also, with, you know, that that's the big mystery, though, is because Michael Keaton's in that. And I'm like... Yeah, and he's wearing the same outfit as he was in Spider-Man. Yeah, so I'm uh, like, no, or, I'm like, we're going to find out shit soon here. We will. I mean, we're not too far away. I bet you will see a, next, a new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home within the next month or two here. Uh, be better, because sure. they tease it. Like, Do you hear about their Twitter post where they just fucking, they're like, oh, new trailer, and they just put a fucking trailer picture on their Twitter? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Was I was up. like, y'all fucking mean. Like, they are. You know what we want. <laughs> um, More DC news. Uh, Joker 2 script is being what written. What the fuck? We don't need a sequel. Todd Phillips. No, but when you make a billion dollars no, in the like, box I, I office, you gotta, it, you, gotta, like, you gotta at least sit down and have the conversation. Is there something we can write that is there a story we can tell continuing this? To be, I mean, because they very much said this, and even Joaquin Phoenix is not the type of person to sign up for sequels, you know. So he was like, "I'm not gonna." And, and even Todd Phillips, like, well, we built this to be a one and done." But the fact is, they were not expecting the Oscar, the Oscar, uh, like nominations, nominations. They weren't expecting the the, the amount of money, a billion they got dollars. Nominated made. for Best Picture. You know, they're looking at this like. We can do better. So you're sitting here at Sony. You're like, all right, look, I know, like you guys are just playing on it, but y'all, ha- like, y'all better fucking sit down and at least have a conversation about making a second one. And it seems like they might actually have something. They're making a spec script. Whether or not it gets made, who knows? But I mean, I'm, I'm sure at this point, you know, with with well, they're gonna find something to make a second one. I'll be honest, I don't really want a second one. I haven't even rewatched the first one since I saw it in theaters, and I'm, I'm just like, I can't. I'm always down for. I, this is my opinion, and I'm sure other people have to feel differently. I'm always down for sequels, and but I just, because like, Joker was an intense film, and I just I haven't found it in my energy to like sit down and watch it again because I'm like one time was enough. I watched it three times in theater, and I, what I haven't. What the fuck? Yeah, I watched it three times. You in watch theater. a lot of movies and repeat in theaters. Well, I really like it. I do. Yeah. I'm um, like I like I like Joker, but I was like as soon, when it was over, I was like that was a fucking experience, and I don't I don't want to watch it for a really long time. I don't know. I just felt so like oh yeah, that's perfect. Then you see that again. I was like I want to <laughs> want to see that ending so many more times, please. Um, also, I kept having to see. I wanted to see new things. Like I, I know I saw it like once with Randy, and then I saw it another time with my family, and I saw it another time with Randy because we need to see it again. Jada still hasn't seen it. What? Jada. <laughs> She was sick the night we were supposed to, so I took Skylar. Oh, my gosh. And so we, like, oh, my God. It's actually a really funny story. So, like, I got home. We were supposed to see it, and she's in the bathroom puking. And she's Oh, like, yeah, you did tell me about this. She's like, I can go. It's like, no, no, you can't. I'm just going to text Skylar. And, like, <laughs> and she hasn't seen it since because I haven't rewatched it since I saw it. Watch her get sick the next time you try to watch it. It'll be funny. I'll be like, we're, it's just bad luck. We're not going to Actually, I've been thinking it. about that film and how I want to need to watch it again. I just it just has so much gravitas and like realness to it that I just like it, it's almost like not even a comic comic book film but it has that traces of the DNA of a comic book film so I'm just like yes. Um. Anyway, so Joker two script being written. Um. Whether or not it gets turned into a thing, we'll find out. Um. Shazam two has begun shooting. It comes out after Black Adam though, right? Yes. Because I just I'm gonna say it again. I've said it before on the podcast, but I really want to see Dwayne kick the shit out of Zachary Levi. Oh, me too. <laughs> I just yeah. don't like Zachary. Lee. Every time I see his face in Shazam, he's like that stupid fucking smile, and he's like sitting there doing like the whip or whatever the fuck it is, the floss. And oh, the I was floss. like, I just want to punch him. Like, I love that. I he's, he's not that fucking smile. He's like, look how funny I am. I'm like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> the kid, I, I forget his name. God, Billy Batson. Yeah, but I forget the actor's name. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have his face, but I can't. I can't pin down a name. Anyway, I thought he did a lot better job than Zachary. Like. <laughs> 
I don't know. I thought they were I, perfect I like, for what they were playing. I like kid actors, though, because when they do a good job, I'm like, That's you. fair, because a lot, yeah, a lot of kid actors aren't that great. Yeah, adult actors, I'm like, all right, whatever. You're an adult. A lot like, of the Stranger but, Things but, kids are good. Like, they were good when they were in those. The only issue I have with the Stranger Kid things is Finn Wolfhard now has an ego. I mean, I haven't seen anything. I mean, Well, it's because he got popular in Stranger Things, and he did the It movies, and then, like, he just blew up, and I'm like... I liked you when you were just like a nobody and just like cute, and now you're just like everywhere, and I don't like it. Yeah, but I mean, how they act outside of films isn't. I know, I know, but of, that's of just their... it's just how I think, and I'm like, when I see when you see like you being an asshole or something, I know he's not an asshole; he's a very nice guy from what I've seen, but like, he's just like the ego, and then I'm like, I don't really want to watch your work anymore because I don't want to help like inflate that. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. But he's that gonna that be the, he's gonna be in the Ghostbusters re, re, uh, soft reboot or whatever. Yeah, no, I and saw I'm, that. I'm excited for that, but I'm also like, he just became everywhere. <laughs> like, it was like it was like how Timothy Chalamet was in like every fucking movie for like three years. Yeah, I mean, if the dude can get work, <laughs> the dude can get work. You know, I mean, people are if people are casting him. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. so Oscar Isaac. Um, I know this is something we talked. I think we talked about a few a few months ago. Um, but it was actually never confirmed. So it was just confirmed by Marvel that Oscar Isaac is going to be Moon Knight. Just confirmed. I thought that was confirmed like three months ago. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> we, we everybody thought it was. It was surprised because Marvel came out and said Oscar Isaac is confirmed as Moon Knight. Like, oh, I guess it was never I'm like, actually I'm confirmed. Like, there was, he was training. Like, what do you, you? We knew. Shut up. No, we knew. <laughs> we knew. For some reason, I don't Marvel's, know. Marvel was like, by the way, like, no, your guys are late to your own party. We all knew. <laughs> That's exactly the case. Of what happened? Because like, I think it was like one of the major trades that reported it, and then Marvel never confirmed it until now. That's so annoying. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny. but um, It is so, funny, but I'm like, how can, how can everyone in the world know but you? <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so, it is a worst kept secret, Oscar Isaac is confirmed as Moon Knight. Um, no, that's Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, probably. Yeah, Doc Ock, the worst kept secret. All right. Okay. Now we get into the the full of uh, the full. Uh, I want to say shebang, kitten caboodle, the full Monty Python, the full escape. <laughs> what am I talking about here? The trailers. We're gonna get into the trailers for that have come out this week, and I'm gonna count this out. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight trailers to talk about. Straight up, I probably haven't seen most of these. I know you're. I'm like this film, and you're like, oh, I didn't see that because I just don't care. I don't watch trailers unless I'm in theaters. All right. So first off, we'll start off with the the big one: Marvel's Eternals. Oh, that trailer's so pretty. Chloe Zhao obviously got, coming got, off her Oscar win. I got no fucking clue what's happening in the movie, but I, it's pretty and I like it. Yeah, it, it just seemed like it had a large scope. Do you know this movie actually apparently was a huge like issue with Kevin Feige because Chloe Zhao was very much like I want to be filming in real locations, and Marvel doesn't typically do that. Um. I mean, I heard that that's the. I mean, I didn't hear there was a problem. I heard no, that it was like they, they catered specifically to what she wanted, so that way she could make the film that she wanted to. Well, but but they but they wouldn't know that when they went out and did negotiations and all that. I mean, they they wouldn't sign her on and be like all of a sudden she's like, oh, I want to do it real locations. I mean, I'm sure it was definitely a divergence from it what was, they it was like. It was difficult for him though because he's like, we don't typically do that. But all right, yeah, you want it, go ahead. And then she won best best director, best picture, and now Eternals is like. According to statistics, could be possible up to be uh, best picture nominated next year. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are saying this is a lot of people within the industry and uh, are saying that this is the best Marvel film that they've ever produced. This shit's pretty as hell, and the cast. Oh man, they're like 
they look so good. Yeah, we saw we saw what a minute. And they said like five lines, but I was like, oh, I don't entirely know what's going on. All I can tell you is this looks beautiful. It's gorgeous, and it's just I don't know. After seeing No Man Land, it seems you can like, see very you much can see it. Chloe Zhao. Yeah, and then you also got to think like this is the first Oscar winning director that's going to be directing a Marvel film. Like, even though I didn't, that's true. Like shit. And even though I didn't like No Man Land as like overall, I but do admit that like, it was very pretty, and I was like, I can see. I, I couldn't take that away from it. It was like, this is really good. Like, and, like it's good to look. It's fun to look at. I don't know if Eternals is going to be very action-based, though, because, I don't know. It, once again, the trailer didn't show very much for us, except for scenery ah, and shit. man, but it's a but Marvel I, film, so I have to imagine there's going to be action in there. But I just don't know if that's going to be, like, the main focus. I think it's going to be more about the characters, which I'm also okay with. Cause I'm well, like, no, it I has to no be. Clue. I mean, if you have, like, seven, eight characters and, like, a family, you have to focus on the characters. But there's no way that there's not going to be some. Oh no, there's got to be some big there. battle at the end. You you know, it's Marvel. You know, it's going to have a third, fucking what's it called? It's just going to be weird. Fight. I just I just hope it's not. And this is just my fear because I just see it, and it just a lot of times with these ones where like I've been there, like I've been there the whole time. It's very shallow. Like all these films are very shallow, and I'm just hoping that's not where it's coming from. It's, it's <laughs> they don't dive too much. It just it's doesn't come together all the way. It doesn't touch the audience, I guess, the way it should. You know, you know what's weird though, hmm. is in the comics, Thanos is an Eternal. Yeah, I know he has a big ties to it. So they're, and they're like, this could be a backwards or backdoor. You know, you, you know, my thing is, I just don't want the I don't want the characters to be forgettable because a lot of them are, or pretty much all of them have these suits. That, you know, their suits aren't like super extravagant, and like they're not somebody that any like the pop culture or even me just kind of know off the top of my head. So, you know, the biggest thing, you know how people felt about Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, this is a big risk for Marvel? Yeah. Well, I knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was, so I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a big risk, but I mean, like, they can pull, they pull off they, all stuff. And then they pull out the internals, you're like, who the fuck are you? This is the first time that I, like, I don't know what they're gonna, if they're going to be able to pull this off. Like, I, do, I mean, I totally know they got a great director in Chloe Zhao, and I'm sure Kevin Feige is not going to let us down. But just me, I'm just like, this is a big question mark to me. Yeah, you think about it, you're like, I don't know who they are. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. It's like the first time I'm on a comic property that I'm not sure who even the characters are. I I know one character, Black Knight, and that's only because Kit Harington plays him. I mean, I I like Kit Harington. I'm glad he's in it. I think think one of the other Snows is in there, too. Angelina Jolie's in it. Or Stark's in it. Angelina Jolie, okay, yes, that's true. I mean, there's the the guy who played the uh, Robert Stark. Riz Ahmed? No, not Riz Ahmed. I'm dumb. Robert, um, Robert Stark from him Game of Thrones, his actors in it. Oh, I forgot the guy's name. I don't remember his name. He was only in the season. Not Rob Stark. The, the other guy's name, the the Indian guy. I forgot his name. Oh God, I don't know. I, I know him his, too, though. I got I got the I got the uh, Instagram photo in my head where he was like buff as fuck. I know like, he's like, he looks good. <laughs> I like. I was like, I'm excited to see him in it too because I think he's been in some comedies too, right? Wasn't he in? Um, I, I want to say Stuber. Yeah, I think he's in Stuber. Um, but anyways, um. So yeah, super fun, super cool looking trailer. Not a whole lot going on, but we'll we'll look forward to see more. I'm excited. All right, that was one of eight. Um, so <laughs> next one that um, you're super excited for, I saw it and I immediately thought you're gonna be super excited for this. And oh, I, Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright in Soho. Yes, sir. Oh shit, dude! I showed my I showed my sister this, and she was like, "I don't know what's going on." I'm like, "I don't either," but it's Edgar Wright. He could shit in a bucket, and I'd still go fucking pay to see it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so my big <laughs> knowledge from Edgar Wright is from round when uh, the first Ant-Man was getting made because he, he was, was the first one. It. Yeah, he was the first one supposed to direct that. And uh, the, obviously there were some issues with him with how he wanted to take it creatively. So then um, Peyton Reed stepped in and directed it. However, um, you've seen some of those movies now thanks to me. I have. <laughs> so um, he, you know, he, he's a pretty interesting director. So I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm interested in your stuff. Um, and then what really like 
gave me the extra pop was Anya Taylor Joy. Man, anything that she's in, I'm just like, just sign me up. Like, Dude, I don't this- care. Like, what, whatever you put in. Uh, obviously, we got like the later. Like, we we just saw New Mutants recently, but that was her film from years ago. I mean, if you, and if you haven't seen Queen's Gambit, that's her most recent thing she's done. With like, it was like a chess-centered uh, um, show. N- Netflix show on yeah on, on Netflix show on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I almost said that <laughs> I did. Uh, that was a phenomenal. Um, and anything after, and I saw that, and I was just like, count me in for whatever you're doing. I want to see you work. Man, my okay. So my experience with that, you're right. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, one of the first movies I right. ever watched. Oh yeah, it's the um the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogies. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, and no, I'm in. I, I love I love his sensibilities. And then Baby Driver, Baby Driver. And then we saw his interview with Bong Joon Ho when we saw Memories of Murder. Yeah, he's okay, such, okay, he's okay. such like a, he's such a like endearing dude. And then this trailer just looked trippy as hell. I was like. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a horror movie. See, I don't know anything, but it looks so weird, and I love it. <laughs> the, if the first thing I thought of when when, when, I, when I saw this tra- trailer was, I was like, I feel like this is what Possessor was like was aiming towards, like that. Not that it's the same material, but just like the weird, but the weird, like trippy, trippy like imagery, like flip flip back and forth. But you, but you are also able to still follow along and and but it be engaging. And I think that's where Possessor failed. It just wasn't engaging for me. I know it was for there, you. But. There was that. Uh, there was a scene in the trailer where like they break in the wall and like reach out. That was dope. And yeah. here's the thing. I saw that trailer over six times. I've watched this trailer over six times, and I'm <laughs> still like, holy shit! I am so hyped. I just like the subtleties. Like I mean, they they told the story without having hardly any dialogue. You know, it's, like it was just like they just woke up. I mean, I don't think there was hardly. I don't think there was even one word. I mean, there was like one thing at the end. Like there, it was, there like, was a. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, that was it. That was the only dialogue in this entire and trailer. Then the, and then this has Matt Smith, who played the Eleventh Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh yeah, always love seeing him in movies because I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know his acting capabilities other than Doctor Who, really. So seeing him in movies, I'm like, oh, you getting, you getting like weird with your filmography. Nice. You know where this this trailer really like? I mean, it sold me. Like Time. I was. No, oh, I get that. I do do like my time things (laughs) and like the the dichotomy between that. But what really sold me, and this is not gonna, this is gonna be a little weird for me, but it's literally the last like scene of the trailer when it cracked into glass and like froze because that was so like different from the entire rest of the trailer. Dude, I was just like, like, it was a little jarring, and I was just like, that. I mean, I don't know why, but that like that just that was completely cool the way that they subverted my like subverted what I was expecting to see. Here's the, here's what Jada said when she was watching it. She started and she's like, "Oh, this looks weird." And then like halfway through, she's like, "Is this a horror movie?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know. I know it's like thriller it's like, horror, it's like a weird suspense thriller thing." And Sci-fi I have, a little bit too. I got no clue. I like the time travel aspect because like I like movies where it's like people go in the past. Yeah, it's like, are you? Is she herself or is she and the other she, chick? And, and then like, she I like don't... slowly, like in the trailer, you see her slowly start becoming the girl. Yeah. I don't, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I love it. <laughs> exactly, and the you know, the father did that really well. I don't know. We just saw yeah, with yeah, Anthony yeah. Hopkins, where, where time it was like, is like weird and like yeah, and they're like messing with you. they're messing with your head, but you're still able to follow along, and you're like, but they're flipping stuff on you, so like you're still not sure what's going on, but you're still able to be concreted in the world. Dude, I'm so I'm so excited for this. This is this is one of those movies where I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch not, this day one. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Same. <laughs> and th- this is what one of the films and this is what reminds me of why i love film so much is because it's films like these that i had no idea i literally hadn't before the trailer dropped i had no idea this even existed this is coming like oh, you yeah, know I we get no excited clue. we get excited about eternals we get excited about well, we, like, we big know movies. all that and then also you see these trailers drop you're like oh shit yeah and, then, and, and a lot of times you're like okay it comes out in two months and you're like holy shit really <laughs> like i don't Dude, know about this one I, this I one comes I, out in october 
October. Okay, but Which still, it's also making I mean, me think more this, like a, this year. It's more like a horror movie to me because I'm like it's October. It's like that creepy wow. ominous music. The whole like shatter through the walls, grab her from the floor. I mean, I'm I'm sold, and I, it's crazy to me because I I literally watch movie news daily, right? You, you so, sent me this trailer, and I was like, I can't watch it till my break, and I was really want to watch it because like it's Edgar Wright, and I want to <laughs> watch it. <laughs> yeah, it really, and it, it's the films that surprise me that come out of nowhere that I really like enjoy because like that's that's my favorite part of the year is like the films that I don't expect to come because like there's a big tempo of films like I'm sitting here waiting for waiting for. And then all of a sudden, like in between, like Spider, like you know, in between, like an Avengers film and like a DC film, I'll be sitting here, and then like boom, last night in Soho comes out, and I'm like, yo, what the hell is this? I'm so, I'm so excited. Edgar Wright, he's like, you can tell his appreciation for film. Mm-hmm. Like there was that Thunderball thing when he when she goes out to the past, and like, like he even when he interviewed Bong Joon Ho, he was like, he he complimented Bong on his like film collection because you saw it in the background. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he was like, oh yeah, right on the other side of my camera. You can't see it, but I got all my film. I was like, he loves film and he makes films. I love it. That's funny. Um, so that down, we also watched um the new not saw franchise, Escape Room, Tournament of this Champions. This trailer, trailer looks cool too. I'm so down. The first movie, uh, Escape Room. I had neglected to watch it for like a full year, dude. Straight up. Okay, so Skyler watched this before I did. Okay, he watched it and he was like, "Oh, me and uh this girl he was into." They went They went and did an escape room. They're like, oh, we should go watch the movie Escape Room. Right. And he was telling me about it. He was like, yeah, you guys should watch it. And I was like, all right, yeah, you want to. I didn't check it out for like three months. And I finally watched it. I was like, this is fucking Saw. I wish <laughs> I wish somebody would have, would have sold me more on it before. Because oh, if someone had told me like, yo, you like Saw, right? I'd be like, yeah, you're like, you want to see some weird fucking traps? I'd be like, what do you mean? They'd be like, it's an escape room movie. And I was like, escape room? Like, yeah, they're it in just a room. So they, cheesy. Gotta, they gotta escape and they can die. And I'd be like, so saw. <laughs> no, seriously though. But like escape room, the concept of it, it just sounds so cheesy. Like that's why I never checked it out. And here's the reason. Okay, so usually when you go to a movie, uh, with the movie theaters in January, that's that's the dumping ground for all these fil- for films. Usually in January, if it's a like film comes films out, it's not going to be that great. Festivals, not going to be good in the summer. It's not a blockbuster. Right. It's not. It's not like it's not a big name. It's just here's a movie. You know, watch it for something in between. Exactly, and usually those films are kind of like the studios aren't that, but they still need to get some money, but they're not that uh, invested in it, whatever. Well, this this film came out in January, so I was just like, ah, I'm not really. I don't really want to check it out. I'm like, it's just whatever. There was other films that were coming out at the time that I checked out that I was watching, and then it just kind of went on. And I think my sister watched it, and she was like, oh, it's pretty good. Um, and then yeah, I, I never really ended up watching it until like last year. So it's been like two years or like a year or two <laughs> before I watched Dude, it. I've been waiting for the sequel. And then like yo, you, you, this trailer, you, you shared it on Facebook and was like, "This is what Spiral wishes it could be." And exactly, I, was like, I did. Yes, I was like, "I gotta, I gotta watch this trailer." And I was watching, it, I was like, "This is dope as fuck." We had just got done watching Spiral, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm like, "This is exactly what Saw should be." It's just like the, the intense, like you know, you're you're trying to escape for your life. And you're trying to solve puzzles while also battling with the other people around yeah, you. I, it's just like I like the fact that the trailer made it like, yo, these people all survived the rooms, and now they're against each other. And then they had like the man, the subway trap. We got an extended look at that in the trailer. Looks dope as fuck. You know, and that's the quicksand th- trap looked dope as yes. fuck. <laughs> the whole re- and the reason I, I like these films, maybe even a little bit more so than Saw, is because while I do love gratuitous violence in Saw, this isn't over the top blood and gore. It's, it's just it's it's about the brain, like using your brain to make, get out of a yeah, thing. Yeah, because like. Oh God, it's like um, 
the simplest answer sometimes, but it's like you overthink it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's what Saw I think should be. Well, that's but what with it the did blood. In, it's just what it did in some of its movies where Correct. it's like exactly. oh, it's really the simple. first one specifically I think. I think like the first four had traps where like if you would just stop to thought and then it just became yeah, a right. gore fest after that. It, you're right. Exactly. Um, but anyways, yeah. So obviously the tournament of champions means that like they even name dropped the thing in the, in the thing, which I was like, okay, what cute. I was like, whatever. But, but <laughs> yeah. So basically, all the champions from the previous uh, escape rooms come together, and they, now they have to escape the room again. And they keep. And honestly, it was even trippier because like at the end, like, oh, we got out, and then like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, just imagine the PTSD you're gonna have, bro. Every time you go to a new place, you're like, am I in the fucking game, <laughs> bro? I, I, that's what I thought. I was like, just you can never be like sane again. Like, am I even like in a room? Like, oh, I'm in an escape room, like constantly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the first one again because I'm like, it's been like, I think like two years since I've seen it. Plus, the actors are really good. Oh yeah, dude, the acting is amazing. Like they went the main chick and the, the other dude. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. I think, this, I think this is one of those movies where I'm like. I'm 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 excited as hell. So another film that uh, trailer that came out was Gunpowder Milkshake. I haven't seen this one. You said it was. You said it looked good when I saw you. Yeah, it was it. honestly it was it was like it looked like a lot of fun. Basically, just um, I can't remember the entire like plot of it because it was just kind of like it just looked like fun. Honestly, it was just like <laughs> like it was women and in guns and like and like a heist slash like thriller. Um, so I was just like, I'm down. It was like kind of like um, I don't know. It was. <laughs> It was like there was a, they were in a library and then like here's a Jane Austen and then they opened it and it was like a gun and then they put another one down and said like Anne Hathaway and it was like another pistol or like gun and then they put another or then they put another one down I forgot what was the name of it like what's this for like oh just for reading <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna watch uh, watch the movie when it comes out because yeah. you're gonna watch it and I'm gonna be like I want to watch it too <laughs> it just it, it just looks like a like uh not it's not gonna be Oscar or anything but it just looks like a lot it just of, looks like, like a fun film yeah. it's like it's like Guns Akimbo like it, it, it's yes, weird exactly. but I want to watch it <laughs> exactly um it, yeah I, I think I referenced it looks like what was that I think film? you I think you referenced a movie but I don't remember yeah but um so this uh next one um is a new chris pratt film that i think comes out on amazon prime peacock netflix one of them i haven't them. seen this trailer either because i haven't seen it. this is like that sci-fi thing right yeah it's called the tomorrow war really interesting trailer um you know it's giving me army of the dead vibes in the sense that like i'm getting a sense of like the story and everything but it just like i don't know why chris pratt just does not sell me as this uh, action, action hero. Action hero, yeah. But uh, by Army of the Dead, I mean like you, uh, I'm, you're setting me up for Grimmit Promise, but I don't think it's gonna it's gonna expand. Out. It's not gonna fulfill what it, it's saying it is. Honestly, I think Chris Pratt's getting typecast as like the action hero, and I'm like, that's not why people like. Like Chris he works, <laughs> he worked in Jurassic World because I don't just the way he his was, character wasn't like character. a macho man. He yeah. was just an average. I don't want to say average. But he, he was, was a, just like he yeah, he was normal. Like, he seemed normal, which is exactly what he's supposed to do in that movie because he was a trainer. I'm like, it wasn't quite like he wasn't supposed to be like some vibrato like army man. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just his character. Is like I don't even know that's his character anymore. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. That's like, who he is. I'm pretty sure. Like with like Robert Downey Jr. Like the more they play a character, the more they just become, they become the character. person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then this one, he's like, he's literally just supposed to be like an army man, and I'm like, I just don't. I don't. I feel like you're supposed to be funny because I'm like every time you see yeah. Chris Pratt, you're like, make a joke. <laughs> like you, yeah, po- uh, you poke him like. Make me laugh. <laughs> I'm gonna give them. The, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna try it, but it just. I just. I'm hesitant. He's to like. Be able he's to. like. I'm trying to be serious. And you're like. Make a joke. Exactly. <laughs> you're Come like, on. Make a joke. <laughs> um, and it, and he's fighting these creatures that you really didn't get quite to be able to see. And I don't know. It looks like it could be like. It looks like aliens mixed with like some sci-fi elements. But then again, it's like 
it just depends on really how well they follow through with the action and the story. Like it could be good, but it just I just I just don't have a sense of whether or not like it's gonna be good. You know, you t- sometimes you could tell in a trailer like I know this is gonna be good. You know, like Logan. Other, other times you're like, uh, like Logan. Know. You see that you know it's gonna be good. Like you can just tell. Oh yeah. But then there's this trailer like the way they cut it, and you're just like, okay, it could be good, but I just uh, it's not quite there yet. <laughs> um, that's how I felt about this trailer. I'll still be checking it out though. I think I think it comes out for streaming, so I'll probably watch it there. Um, next trailer, <laughs> uh, werewolves, werewolves within. I could not tell you if this is gonna, if this is gonna come out in theater or what. That's but, a weird fucking title. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just saw this trailer and it was basically a uh, a small town. I don't know if he he moved there, but he, a guy that moves to a small town and then it goes to, uh, goes to night. And then all like the cell phone towers are cut out, and then the power goes out in the small town, and then basically werewolf like a werewolf is picking them off one by one. All right, full moon. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess that sounds fine. I mean, <laughs> it, it really, honestly, it mostly just looks like you know a, a cheap thriller action, like a cheap thriller. Like, and it's it's not gonna. It's basically just gonna be for like pop on in like a good hour and a half of just like cheesy laughs and and kind of like what I would uh, uh, attribute to like trick-or-treat has very much that type of feel Oof. like trick-or-treat and like i don't know like with a little bit of like blood or more well, i guess i have to have blood but you know what i'm saying just like trick-or-treat but with a little bit more like um what's that one hunting film that hunted hunt the hunted film that uh that was we watched or i don't know if we watched but uh it was like where they let the humans loose and they hunted them oh, i didn't watch that you watched that i don't remember what it was called yeah i forgot what that was called but it was it had, it had that sort of vibe too um, is it just called the hunted? It might be called. It might just be called the hunted. Oh, the the hunt. Oh, the hunt. That's what it's called. The hunt. The hunt twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So like the hunt slash like, um, yeah that that type of vibe. So um, that was an interesting trailer. I would recommend just checking it out to see if it's within your wheelhouse. The Rock. Speaking of the Rock and Black Adam, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Him and was it Emily Blunt. I want to say it's Emily Blunt. They're doing uh, Jungle Cruise. Oh, that movie, that trailer looks so fucking fun. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, and this, I want to say it's, it's getting with the Tomorrow War. Like, it has the setup for a really good premise. It has, but then the CGI in there just looked really kind of like Journey to the Center of Earthy. Oh, hell yeah. But I, my, my thing is, I like movies where they're on a river in a boat. I don't know what it is about me. I don't know why Fair. I like. I don't know why I like those. But I just I like the I like just people on a boat. I don't know like like, like, like me with time, just I'm, with you and they're on a boat. I'm just like I like I like journeys through jungles and I like boats. I'm good. I think there was a movie that came out. It's called The Lost City of Z. Mm-hmm. Jade and I thought it was a horror movie. It turns out it was like a pseudo documentary film, like about this guy that actually lived. She fell asleep in this film. I was completely enthralled because he was going through the jungles and shit. I was like, oh, this is cool as hell. So, I mean, I don't care. I, it's jungle film with a boat. I'm good. I'm sold. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I'm for sure still like in, like anticipating this film, looking forward to it. It doesn't look bad per se. It just looks very like, I don't know what to feel yet because it just seems like it could be good, but not. it doesn't have the aspects to sell me quite yet in the trailer that I've seen. Um, I was I thought it looked fun. I'm, like I'm, I, th- I, I pictured, it, remind, it reminds me of like the early Mummy movies where it was just two guys and a yeah. girl, and I'm just like it's fun. I, I pictured <laughs> Carrier Pirates of the Caribbean, but you like just slapped on a slapped on a uh, Journey to the Center of Earth sticker on it, <laughs> like sponsored by Journey's like Pirates of the Caribbean sponsored by Journey to the Center of Earth. Um, 
So, yeah, we got that coming. And then, um, also a fan-ish favorite that is the source of a lot of debate, and I'm sure we'll get some uh, odd opinions here. That was a lot of words that probably didn't make much sense. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Old Trailer. Fuck this trailer. Oh, you didn't like it? I've read the comic, dude. Like I, Oh, yeah, you did. I was, I was like watching this, and I was like, I don't really know how to feel about the fact the six-year-old's pregnant in the trailer. I don't, I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfy. Cause is it, it just because like it, it showed too much? You think? No, or what? no. It's it's literally just because I've read the comic and I'm like the boy fucks the girl and she gets pregnant and the baby gets born in like five minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this movie. I'm still gonna watch it. Don't be wrong. Jada, Jada's like, we're gonna watch it, and I'm like, all right, whatever. But I don't like. I didn't like the graphic novel. The trailer, I'm like, it's just the graphic novel, and I don't like it. I, I know it's just because I've read the comic, and I know that I, like I know how it ends, mm. but I'm just like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, after M Night Shyamalan f- just completely ruined Avatar: the ending, Last Airbender. No, it's not even that. It's like he's ru- he ruined Last Airbender. He did really good with Split, and, oh, and then he fucked kinda it like, all up with Glass. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of like he yeah. he's a he's a hit or miss dude there is no in between he either does really good or he does something really shit and right. i'm thinking this is gonna be really shit because like you didn't have to make the six-year-old pregnant oh my god you didn't, you didn't have to add that that was not that was not a necessity for this movie you didn't need to do that but you did yeah you, that's added, you added like this whole thing about the cave which wasn't in the comic right right but you kept the six-year-old being pregnant <laughs> The choices don't make sense. They don't add up. I mean, she's not that, six anymore, is she? Right? They age, but the fact is, she's still like a six-year-old in her head. It. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's aging, but she's not. Well, she's not, she's not learning anymore. I mean, she's he's, not. He's adapting the comics. I mean, I don't care. It's a bad choice. He shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I I disagree with this completely. I'm like, you did not need to have the six-year-old be pregnant. There is no reason to have it in there other than just a shock. I mean, I can't speak to that since I've never read the comic, but I just say, like, if he's adopting the comic book, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I feel like I just, I'm just if like, we haven't seen it in the context like, of the film. It, just because it works in one medium doesn't mean it's going to work in another one. <laughs> Adaptions, not not full on, like. Well, I don't know. To me, to me, that seems like you're just saying that he didn't do what you wanted him to do versus, like, adapting the comic. Because we haven't seen it within the context of the film yet, so we don't actually know if it's good or not. Or what, how it applies to that, if it's any good. Yeah, like, Cruella should have skinned dogs. Well, no. Adapted, Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but if that's part of the comic book series and that's part of the thing, then why wouldn't they include that? Like, I mean, if, I that, just, if, that, if it serves think, the story I just, well. I just think it's a grotesque thing and it shouldn't be in the movie, but that's just my opinion. I'm still going to watch it, but I'm just like, I don't I don't need to see a six-year-old give birth. I don't need that in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucked up things, but I've never seen a six-year-old give birth, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not okay with it. And I know that her body's not going to be six years old, but the fact is, I'm still going to be like, just because she's aged 10 years in a matter of 20 minutes, don't care. She's still six. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. That math doesn't compute in my head, but... That's okay. It's okay. It's my opinion, and that's just where I stand on it. I'm still going to watch it, but that's where I stand. For sure. Um, (laughs) So, that was all the trailers that we we watched throughout the week. Um, And with that down, we're going to venture on to some of our weekly movie watches. Um, so we got to watch a lot of films, two films this week, two new ones. Uh, we'll start out with our favorite of the two, um, Cruella. Cruella is amazing. I loved it. I, I had loved so it much, too. I had so much fun with it. Um, so obviously Emma Stone plays the, the 101, 101 Dalmatians villain, Cruella DeVille. 
However, it's a very um, loose adaptation of Cruella. It's not. It's it, not it's at not, all. It's not as like she's not evil as Cruella. I mean, she's kind of messed up, but she's not evil. Yeah, and like I said, it's not at all relating to the original one on one animation. So I'll get that out of your head immediately. I do have a movie that I watched this week. I just want to talk about, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. It's, it's, it's just because like Jade and I had a lot of fun with it, and the ending was funny. But oh, cool. I, I just want to talk about this one, this one, but we'll get there. Maybe two. Talking about Corolla, sorry. <laughs> sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, Corolla, uh, Emma Stone, not the same. Who looked absolutely amazing in this. Like, everything she, like, all the dresses she had were just amazing. They all look great. Yeah, no, exactly. I, 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 every single thing that she, she wore in there, I was just like, yes, queen, work it. And um, I, I like the setting of the 70s punk. Yeah, it's very very and, cool. I, I like the but, twists that they had in the, in the films too. There's a few twists that I I definitely enjoyed. You know what I realized watching Cruella though hmm. is we're gonna get to a time period where the early 2000s considered old. We are getting because I'm time like period. it used to be like things like this would be said in like the 50s or 60s, and now it's like we're in the 70s. I'm like, oh, we're just moving decades up, <laughs> and I'm like, god damn. You know, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of what I've seen about this film, people complaining about, it, is that we're sympathizing with a future dog killer, and it's I'm not like, the same character. It's an, it's, it's it, not. It's, it's really a, not. It's like, it's like Maleficent, in, almost in a way, like you know, Maleficent, like she's still quote unquote evil, but it's not like she's trying to kill Aurora. I wouldn't even consider like, Cruella like, even this. I mean, yeah, she has motives that are kind of mean, but at the same time, she's like, are not motives, but her aptitudes how she gets her means to an end are a little like uh vibrose a little skewed but she doesn't cross the line ever yeah it's not like she like sits there and like throws someone in the river and tries to drown or something like she doesn't do anything overly i want to say evil like she doesn't she doesn't hurt anybody and in fact i want to say the film and and this, i'm not going to spoil anything for the, for anybody but i want to say even the film goes out of the way to show to the show that she does like dogs it's it, it was such a i don't know I, I watched this with my wife, and she wasn't looking forward to it. And then halfway through the film, she looks at me and goes, I love this movie. And I was like, yeah, because it's good. Honestly, <laughs> and this I want to attribute to this to Emma Stone because she just rocks it. Dude, as, she rules as this Carla. performance. There's, you can tell how much fun she's having, which only makes the movie feel better. Yeah. Because you, you can tell that she's just having a ball playing this character. And really, it's not even just because of Corella. It's because, I mean, this is not really spoiling things. I think it's in the trailers and even, even it's like the first like two minutes of the film. But she has like two personalities, Estella and Cruella. Estella's the one, or is it Stella? Maybe it's just Stella. It's, I, think it's, I, think it has, I think it's a Stella. Estella, yeah. But she has this, that's who she really is, but then her mom says she's not Cruella. Or, you know, she, she's Cruella, which is her evil side. Um, And the the dichotomy between the two of her flipping back, like being able to just It's, it's like two sides of a coin. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And I'm just like, because it leaves me guessing, wait, who who are you really? You know, is, are you are you, you Spider Man? Are you Spider Man wearing a Peter Parker mask, or are you Peter Parker wearing the Spider Man mask? Or you know, or I think maybe even more accurately, a better one is is Batman on that on that one because usually no, it's, Batman's. It's it's a solid film. I I definitely think the only live action Disney movie I haven't seen is uh, Cinderella, and I think this would be like my number one on the ranks because I just I had a I had a blast with this film. I haven't seen um, Cinderella or Maleficent or any of those so. But don't watch the second Maleficent. It's awful. I don't even care because this film is just like on it. I just I don't know. I was just blown away with how smart it was. And when I say smart, I mean that a lot of the times when you have these film, when you make films or um, just adaptation in general, 
the characters that you bring to life are very flat. You can just kind of tell they're one note. But a lot of these characters, they have multiple dimensions to them, like the henchmen. They're not just like oh yeah, they're not just like goons. Let me do what you want, and instead they're actually like they, you actually start to like fall in love with them. Like you're exactly, like, you're like sitting there and you're like watching things happen. You're like, I just want these guys to be happy too. Because my thing is like they're sitting there like you know as, they would do what normal people would do. They're like they're supporting their family member, but then the, well, I'm not gonna get too much to it. But then they'll turn, they'll actually start. You know, they start to question why she's doing things and her motives, but they're supporting her at the same time. It's like it's not just about like oh we'll follow you blindly. It's like they're they're all they're doing i don't know they're it's, they just act like actual people how yeah, actual people would you act. feel like they're people you, like you, and they when, take, when you watch movies where villains like goons and stuff you, right there's always a sense like they're not people right but this one you're like no they're 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 there like they're actual people with feelings and emotions and they're affected by what happens and they take the small moment they take they take small moments out in the film even though there's a lot of like high intense moments they take small moments to build that character character relationship and, and build that character up so he's not just a single flat note. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. I loved what they did with the characters. I loved the movie. I think I gave it four stars. I took I took I yeah, took I took a star thing. off because some CGI looked pretty bad to me and like yeah some things I was like all right that was dumb but like most most of it was just like this is just a fun fun movie. Like, I mean, so and by by was CGI mostly the dogs were CGI. I mean sorry they were CGI. There was no mostly there though all the dogs were CGI. Um. You could tell, but for mainly, me personally, with the Dalmatians, because those are the one where I'm yeah, like, you could. Ugh. But I'm like, I could tell, but it's almost like the fact that they use it the whole time might have just been in its benefit because I'm like the same way. What was the movie I watched where I was like, uh, Tom and Jerry? That was it. Oh fuck that! I know you don't like Tom and Jerry, but personally, for me, the way that and this just worked for me. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody. But the fact that all the animals looked cartoonish, not just the... It just made it feel better. It made it feel more authentic that they were intera- interacting with the cartoon characters because it wasn't just like they were, you know, and so since the dogs were here's, always CGI... a real-life elephant and then cartoon t- mouse. Exactly, exactly. So the, just in that world, that's what elephants look like. So I was like, oh, it's understandable that these th- would be cartoon-like characters. That's, that's why they look the way they do. And it works for me. So the fact that they were able to... That the CGI dogs, I'm like, I understand that this is a world that they live in. This is how they look like. I know they're not real, and maybe it would have been added a little bit better element if they were real. I'm sure it was a lot easier just to make them CGI, as far as like, oh yeah, everything goes. But no, it was a fun ride. I thought it was, I thought it was a blast. I was a little nervous going in because it's like a two hours and twenty. minutes. Me too, exactly. I didn't, <laughs> I honestly, like, I had no idea, and so I was sitting here, I'm like, this is a long film. But I was like, actually, actually, you know what? I, I think there was one point I said that. It wasn't like it wasn't a matter of like this is taking too long. It was just like I was not expecting it to be this long. And it was just, it was a fun movie. I had such a blast in this. Me too. I would definitely recommend seeing this as sap ASAP. Um. So another film we watched, which we I was very much looking forward for a long time. Um. Ever since the first one came out, well, I mean, I guess. Um. Was a Quiet Place Part Two. John Krasinski, our our boy, who will probably not be, um. Reed Richards, even though I want him to be, um, <laughs> um, A Quiet Place Part Two, you know, obviously follows up pretty much right after the events of the first A Quiet Place. I have some issues with the film, but I I think it's a solid sequel. Yeah, I definitely say it's a small, small step down. It's, not like not like a big step down, but it's just for me personally. I just it, like it just like didn't live up to the 
what I see, and this is where I say I you try not to go into the film without, without expectations, but it just felt like they took the film in a different direction than where I had wanted it to go. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go into spoilers or anything, but I just feel like instead of building a more God, what's the word? Intense ride or like building onto like more action or anything, it built right. more in the like world building, which is fine. I mean, we it, I'm I'm okay with it. It added more like rules to certain things. We met how people how other people are surviving and stuff, but like I personally just was like, it kind of felt like it kind of lost some of the charm for me because it was just like new character, new character, new character. Look, these people are alive, and I'm like, how There's the fuck are characters. they alive there when the people are living on the farm? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I knew they're going to have to expand because if they're moving out of their territory, then they're going to have to introduce new people. They're going to—it's kind of like you know—you kind of imagine a zombie apocalypse, but you have to be super quiet. Like that's the only difference. My I, issue can I, is: Can I ask you one thing? Sure. Did the aliens remind you of uh, clickers? Clickers from Last of Us. Oh, sure. I haven't like, played Last of Us in forever. They're showing like the aliens with their heads and they're like all the insides and shit. All I could think about was like. That motherfucker looks like a goddamn thing out of Last of Us. I swear to God. I mean, it did. It was very reminiscent of something. And then like all I could think zone. about was like Last of Us One came out before Quiet Place, right? Right. So maybe John Krasinski played Last of Us was like, oh shit, you know, quiet, like clicker. You know, you gotta be quiet around him. I it's possible. It's I don't, possible. I'm like, there's probably some inspiration there because all I could think about was like, if they make a sound, the clickers come after you. If you make a sound in this world, they come after you. So like, I don't know. They look very similar. <laughs> they had like the fungal kind of thing. Yeah. It kind of like fucked in my head most of the movie, so I think I was like, "Why are they making a Last of Us TV show when they're when <laughs> this movie's already exists?" Like, that's funny. No, I mean, I, I mean, this, there is definitely some similarities there. Um, you know, and my main gripe, and I guess um, about this film, I'll just say gripe, yeah, uh, is that they didn't lean more heavily into Emily Blunt's character. Yeah, I really hated that. And I, I was, obviously, I, was I won't really... get into spoilers, but it just felt like they. Because at the end of the first A Quiet Place, you know, this she, the movie she, ends with her cocking the gun and looking at her daughter like, we fucking got this. You and know? And this movie kind of made... I don't want to spoil anything, but it kind of made her... I won't call it sideline. No, they she, really did. They kind of put her on the sideline. I mean, she did have a main she, feature she in had, the film. She had stuff to do, but it just didn't feel as important as the other Correct. stuff going on. And I was like... Yeah, the main part of the story I, was... I, with, wanted, I wanted her to do more. I wanted, like... a like a survivor family thing instead of like i uh, i get it but it's not what i wanted right exactly um it very much felt like they had just had like the man save the day obviously i'm not gonna like this should not really need to spoil there but they just it just felt like there wasn't i don't know just what i what had wanted them to lean into but like just like there was some sort of like power in the fact that a blind girl could save the death yeah fine <laughs> I, I i fully i fully like did yeah, you're right I'm, deaf, I'm so dumb um it's getting late isn't it no uh, <laughs> sounds getting real low <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah a deaf girl being because like that was, that was very much the first thing right the deaf girl was able to save the family i i will say though i still appreciate asl being in this movie i do too although very much if I, I if i watched it at home i guarantee i would have a better experience because every motherfucker in my theater brought the noisiest goddamn snacks they fucking you know what? could. I was lucky. As f- <laughs> I was really lucky this entire... Like, it was really silent the whole time. And I don't know what it was about the theater we were in, but I think Dude, everybody, I, everybody okay. respected it. Okay, so you know that theater experiences help for- help feel have form how you feel about a movie. That film is hard, though, right? Oh, it does. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm sitting there in that theater, and there's this two girl, two women in the front of the theater, right? Like, lower levels. Right. And this one woman just laughed at everything. 
And the oh, most loud, cool. obnoxious laugh I've ever heard. And I was, think about, I was cool, like, man. that's not even funny. Like, <laughs> there's no reason to laugh. It's not funny. And then these guys just kept, like, crackling things. They sound like chip bags. I was like, Jesus Christ, for a mostly silent film, you're ruining the aesthetic of the film. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's not good, man. And then people kept, like, talking behind me and stuff. Like, I mean, they're, wh- quote, unquote, whispering. But I'm like, there's no sound in the movie. Like, it's a, it's called a quiet place. Like, shut the fuck up. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more noise in this film than there was in other films. But, yeah, there, there's no – like, honestly, I didn't even get popcorn because – because Jada was... stopped eating her popcorn. So we, we watched Cruella in this back-to-back, and Jada got, you know, popcorn. And she's like, yeah, I decided I wasn't going to eat it because I was just, like, it would make too much noise. Exactly. And when I watched The Quiet Place 1 in theaters, everyone was quiet. There was no noise. It was amazing aesthetic. This time I was like, everyone needs to quit fucking eating their goddamn snacks. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. And I, I, I kind of get it, but because like Quiet Place One came out and everyone like knew about it, and I feel like this one is just people who watched the first one and were like, oh shit, the second one. We went and saw it, but they didn't understand the theater mannerisms for this kind of movie. Get, yeah, I'm like, you watch this at home. I get it. You're not at home. The movie's quiet. I can hear every fucking thing you're doing. Yeah, and, and that's in, in one of the, in this type of film. It's just really hard to be able to to create that atmosphere and keep that atmosphere because all it takes is one like ding or one like you know like you're just really, you're just like I'm out of it. Like exactly, all I'm focusing on is you now because you're the only noise in the theater. Like stop. Exactly. But, so I'm probably gonna rewatch this when it comes out on uh, physical media and watch it at home in my quiet apartment with no noise. And just em- embrace the aesthetic. Probably do like a double feature with the first one, but I just like it. it kinda- Actually, yeah, that, that was another thing I was gonna say. I mean, even though, and I think the, sol- the story was really solid still. And even though I wasn't like that, like I wouldn't, wouldn't say happy, but I was, you know, I disagreed with, with the way they had gone with the story. I do want to say that it was still very solid for what we got. Yeah, I, I mean, part part of why I feel like I like Cruella more is it's a sequel that didn't. I, I want to say it didn't live up to my hype, but it didn't subvert my expectations so i wasn't blown away i wasn't like oh my god but i yeah. was like it, was, it, was it easily really- had the ab- it is it easily had the ability to be like better than like be more excitable than corella it just ha- i mean and the, the reason we're we, it came out the same weekend that's where we're kind of comparing the two um but it just yeah like you said it, it just didn't I, and like i said i try not to have expectations when i go into a film but, but, but honestly, when I, I feel like it's a it sequel led... to a masterpiece, right? And yeah. then you can call a Quiet Place a masterpiece. I mean, a mostly silent film. Deaf actress is a, as one of the lead characters. I mean, John Krasinski's one of his du- first movie. I don't, he's not even his first directorial debut, but like one of his like the first big movie he made, box office hit. Everyone that saw it loved it. And then you like you you see the sequel and you're expecting it to be like no, this you... other masterpiece, and you're like. Okay, you went away. I didn't honestly, think we were gonna go. <laughs> I don't think it's honestly. I think it's it's kind of the 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 trailers and the last movies movies fault of why I thought the way it was supposed to go because the whole it, okay, did, it didn't really lead you to what actually happened. Right, exactly because the the like I said, like we had mentioned Emily Blunt cocking the shotgun with the other two aliens coming in at the at the end of the of the of the first one. And then the trailers show her running with a child, and and you know everything towards Focus, something. Focusing on the box with the baby. Very in much, it. exactly. Very much focusing on the family and Emily Blunt, and we kind of already knew that there was the the hearing device that that, that had to play in somehow. It was I'll the be future honest, stuff. I forgot that was a thing. Really? Yeah. The movie started. She grabbed her hearing device. I was like, oh shit. I had just. Right. I had just wa- earlier. Like I had watched it like an hour before. I, I haven't. I haven't seen it, a so. Quiet Place since I saw it in theaters back in like 2017. So I was. I like, can see why you I was like that. Oh shit! Yeah. Like they they focused on the nail in the movie like for a second yeah. in the very beginning, and I was like, 
oh yeah that's right that happened because it's just been so long it really has yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's why i was like um and it just very much focused on the family of emily blunt and then what we ended up getting was not that but it still it still was a fun movie it was i just feel like if this didn't have to like l- live in the shadow of the first one if it was like if it was like its I own feel kind like of movie it john krasinski played it safe he did, and apparently he has plans for a Quiet Place three. And I'm like, oh, there definitely don't should ru- be. Don't rush into this, like John. Just, just don't rush into it. Take your time. Again. I feel like if you're gonna do a third one, he needs to wrap it up. Like he needs to, he needs to go a little bigger. And then, I mean, this is my personal thoughts. Obviously, it doesn't have to do with ideas. I, I say my personal I, thing is don't do a Quiet Place three. Do do a spinoff and focus on another. Not, not even like another family, but focus on like. I want, I want to see another country. I, w- I want to see like people in Russia. My or, questions like, Japan are. Or... I mean, it would be pretty cool to see what other people. Because now, other now I have questions like, is this only America? Like, is America the only place like affected? Is this a worldwide thing? No, because remember they Cause... said. Remember they said in the in, in the film. I haven't I mean... seen the first one in years, man. I don't. No, know it's not in the first one. It's in the second one. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, and I this mean, is not a spoiler. It's still... literally, it's literally in like the news. Like, it's like, it's not a spoiler because it's not doesn't have the effect. Is it at the beginning of the film? Yeah, and like. The, it's like over like saying a world i still think that it was they said it was in like i think they said it was in china too okay well i don't, I don't know i just i have questions about how the world works i know that it's like very local film like a localized kind of thing where like you're in a small area I mean, you gotta think about it, it's only a year after this had happened right so yeah but i'm just like i just i just want to know how other countries handled it or how other countries did things but i'm also like I want to see more about the family, but I'm also like, I don't necessarily care I don't know f- how much you can do more with well, this. Like, I mean, the whole point is, I feel like she has she has the answer to killing these things, right? So hey, spoilers. I'm just well, kidding. That was in the first. Yeah, movie. it was in the first <laughs> one. So I was like, well, they, they showed them the first one. Um, so she has the answer to killing these things. So I want to see how they expand on that. That makes sense. I just I want, they did I a want, little bit in this I, film. But. I want him to take his time. I want him to polish it. I want him to like come up with good or, with not good or good or not word better ideas, and like I'm was, not even better. I just want him to expand more on it. I want to know how many of these things are out there. I yeah, because I'm like like I want to know like is are we looking at like hordes of them like zombies? Are we looking at are we looking at like there's ten or fifteen? You know, or well, I guess or you know there's like ten. You know, because cause, like, like what, what they establish or a million. What they establish exactly because what they establish in the in the first one is that there's like three of them, right? And you know, obviously, what we get within this one. So now I'm just curious as to how many there actually are. That makes sense. I, I'm just, I, I just want, if they do a third one, I want them to be more ambitious. And something, and something about me just wants to see like some sort of like, uh, was it Starship Troopers? Just some sort of like, <laughs> just like just completely like letting off rounds of ammo and just like seeing these things swarm at them and then just blaring, you know, the the, <laughs> the earpiece and just mowing them down. I don't know, just like, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I just that's just me and my action shit wanted wanted to see some cool shit happen. I will say I rated this movie the exact same as I did my first one. I was thinking about it, but I think just because the way they took the movie, I just I think it's I think it's a, like half a star lower, not much, just a, just a little bit. I will say I didn't miss John Krasinski's character in this, so you get bonus points for that. I wasn't like, damn, I wish he was here. To I was like, no, it's 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 not it's not good. He's gone, but you don't you don't feel like his presence is missed as much. Yeah, because it feels like he's still sort of there though. Because they talk about him a lot. They, you know, they kept referencing him, and they obviously. And then the beginning. Yeah. This is a spoiler. Yeah, he was in the trailer. Like, yeah, it was in the trailer. There's like the, um, you know, he's in the beginning of the film. Yeah, because of the flashback. Flashback, that they show. which um, I felt was unnecessary, but I get why they did it. I don't. 
because it has served a story purpose, but that's just me. Yeah, I I just I think it showed. I have questions about it. I'll talk to you about it afterwards okay. without spoiling. But I just I have some I have some questions about things, and I'm like I don't know why, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. So that was I, quite... I definitely think that if you liked a Quiet Place, you should check out the second. Oh well, was, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I would definitely still check that out. So that's a really good, solid film. I really like it. Was it was very enjoyable, regardless. I just we just like Cruella more. <laughs> I yeah, I just I just something about Emma Stone and and just like the outfits and the flair and it, it, the, the, it was the supporting fun. characters <laughs> it was so much fun it was it was fun to watch and honestly the score was phenomenal dude i was like sitting there and i was in the i was in the theater and i looked i looked at it i was like this soundtrack is bomb as fuck like, like <laughs> this shit busting <laughs> i was like every song that came on i was like this fits so well <laughs> speaking of, of amazing scores um, one, one movie in, in 1980s that has an amazing score that, that i just checked out for the first time Tom Cruise's Top Gun. I don't like that movie. I was about to ask if you ever seen it, but you just said I, you don't like it. I don't. I don't. I love guy, it. I, mean, oh, I don't love it. I, it's it's a good film. It's a good solid film. My issue is I don't like Tom Cruise because I'm just like. Oh yeah, you don't do you? <laughs> I just look at him. And I'm like. I do. I like. Tom he Cruise. has like that face where I'm like, I could punch you, and I want to feel bad because like, <laughs> as I have about Jesse he's Eisenberg, like, he's like that face where he's like he does a smile like I know I'm hot, and I'm like I don't like you like you know he then, has like like the suave my, debonair. My issue with him, I guess, stems from the fact he still acts like he's a star in the '80s. He does, and I'm like, you know, I think you're 50 I, years old, man. Yeah, you need to fucking chill. Like, I think that's why a lot of people like him, though. But he has like he has like the blood of, of like God, like Greek gods. Like he still looks the exact same. It's just it bothers me because he's like I'm a heartthrob still. I'm like you're 50 is, years old. You need to stop trying to be shirtless scenes and trying to get babes. You are 50 years old, sir. I, I swear, <laughs> there's probably millions of people that are disagreeing with you. Like I would, I'm okay I would with that. I'm a dude. Right I don't need to find him attractive. I don't care. I'm just like you. You're getting too old for this, dude. You like you. I, stop. I disagree. And then like. My biggest, I, say, I know, I know why you watched Top Gun because Top Gun Maverick's coming yeah. out. I mean, I, and Top Gun. I mean, I was gonna watch it anyways, but then it, it came in theater for like the 35th anniversary. I want to say, um, so I went to go see it in theaters with my sister, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like the love angle in it. If I'm remembering correctly, I was like, this seems kind of forced. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt that was very, it was felt very natural. But then again, if you think about it, like in the sense that, like, like you, like you had rev- mentioned. Usually, you have to look at it back and how it was back then, like how it picture about. And I, it seems very, it seems very, it seems very much like how it would happen back then. Like I say, okay, this is the like so like he follows her into the women's restroom. Like okay, that would you'd really die. Like now, what I'm interested in is because you know Rooster died, right? Goose, Go- Goose, Rooster, his son's name. That's what his son goes by. In oh, okay, that's why I was thinking about it. Rooster, the guy's son, Goose's son, right, is one of the main characters in Top Gun Maverick. Is it Miles Teller? Yes. Okay, cool. And I feel like part of the conflict is going to be like him like blaming Tom Cruise's character for his dad's death. I hope they wouldn't do that. That would be They're going to do it. Come on. I, I I think it will be more of an interesting dynamic if uh if uh fuck. Uh, Maverick gives Drewster a harder time because he he you know he wants he, him to be better. He wants him to be better and you know, he exactly he doesn't want there's him like to die. That, there's like that scene in the Maverick trailer where he like they, he like gets pulled away from Rooster cuz he's like they're like squaring up to each other and they they have to get separated and I'm like I know there's going to be conflict because like Rooster's going to be blaming him for his dad's death. You, like that's going to happen. <laughs> and like I don't know how big of a the thing I'm, it's going to be. The reason I'm like movie. scoffing is just because it's just so like cliché. 
it's it's Tom Cruise. I don't <laughs> no, but that's that, that's not Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise didn't write the film. So he produced it and had a say in shit. Eh, you mean, know he was one of the people well, behind the movie going like we could do well, a single you to could Top get, Gun. You could get, really like you can get Gun. a producer credit from just like yeah, saying but, somebody's name. But it's Tom Cruise. You know he has creative control in some aspect. He has creative control. Uh, in yeah, usually and, the actors and, like, like don't have in half control. the movies he does. I swear he has creative control because he's like. I want things done my way. That's why he's able to go learn how to fly planes. He's like, I have cre- I have some form of creative control to do what I want to do, and I want to fly the plane, so I'm going to fly the plane. <laughs> I mean, I like that he, he likes doing his own stunts. Like, that's the thing, I mean, which I think is pretty cool. But I feel like he, there's no way that he has... He has to have some form of creative control. Yeah, but he write the script, and like ultimately it's up, to the, it's up to the director and the filmmaker Like, wh- what happens with... It depends. I know I know some actors get, get control over certain aspects and can say yes or no to Generally, though, yeah, but that takes like a very special actor. Generally, though, they don't it's do Tom that because... Tom Cruise. He's a pretty big actor. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like... Okay, I, I know. I understand that, but even at Tom Cruise level, I feel like... I mean, yeah, if Tom Cruise says something, you're probably going to do it. But at the same time, I'm just saying, like, usually they're going to come up... I feel like they would want to come up with a script that's not so... Like, I don't know. I guess they could. I, obviously, I don't know. But it just I'm, feels like... I'm not expecting a lot of Maverick, so I'm like... No. Well, I mean, I definitely enjoyed very, Top Gun, but just the Maverick, I was like, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to be a very cliche movie. And that's just that's just because... Partially because I don't like Tom Cruise. I didn't really like Top Gun, but I feel like it's going to be very cliche and average. And trying to live up to the name Top Gun, trying to get people just to be like, oh, I like Top Gun. I'm going to go see Top Gun Maverick because I like Top Gun. And then just I mean, to all the that. remakes definitely have a, a risk of, of running that because I feel like sometimes, you know, they just trying to play off of the nostalgia. That's what I'm scared um, of. I'm scared it's just that kind of play. And they're going to be leaning into like, oh, remember in Top Gun where he did the thing? Because there, there was even the trailer with Maverick where they're on the beach doing volleyball. I was like. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I hope it doesn't run that way. That'd be my hope. But I guess, you know, I guess we got to wait and see. So um, what films did you want to see this week that you want to talk about? I watched this 90-minute French film mm-hmm. called Fat Girl. All right. You know what it's called in the when it was released in English? What's that? Like in America? Story of a Whale. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it about a whale? No, it's about a fat girl. Oh, no. This is not good. <laughs> And all it is is like this 12-year-old French girl who's jealous of her 15-year-old sister who's having sex and everything with her in the room. What you, the heard, fuck? you heard me right. She's like going down on a guy while her sister's across the room in bed. And like Jade and I are watching this. And we're like, this is a weird, weird fucking movie. And I'm going to spoil it because I don't give a fuck. It's from 2001. No one's going to watch this movie. I don't. I only watch this because it's in the Criteria Collection. But I shit you not. The last 10 minutes of the movie, Jada goes... I'm going to give a five stars if someone gets raped or killed. Guess what happens in the last 10 minutes? Raped and killed. The mom, the sister get killed, and the guy takes the girl out of the car and rapes her in the woods. <laughs> and I looked at Jada and I was like. So you're telling me that you can watch that <laughs> and not be, and you can be okay with that, but then you can't watch a six-year-old get pregnant. Not I didn't six- know this was going to happen in the movie. There's a totally different aspect from when I see it in the trailer, and I'm like, all right, we're going to see a six-year-old give birth, versus I'm going to watch a movie about this awkward 12-year-old girl who's fat. <laughs> well, that's there, there was a there was a scene in the where she's in a pool, and she goes to one pool, and she's like, I know you love me, and kisses the pole and swims the other side and kisses the ladder and goes, I wasn't cheating on you, I promise. And she swims back and forth through this like three times, and Jada's like, what the fuck are we watching? And I was like, 
that girl i don't know like a weird fucking movie <laughs> i have no i don't even know i i, I i'm sorry i get i gave it four stars i i yeah that sounds only, like only you. because i was like the last 10 minutes bro like plot twist as fuck like dead dead Jay, rape you know what jada didn't jada didn't give it five stars though she's a liar she was like it wasn't actually supposed to do that and i was like well you fucking said <laughs> yeah i mean i got no words for you bro like that's that's out of my that's out of my wheelhouse i'll talk about i'll talk about Cruella. i'll talk about quiet place i'll talk about everything else but like that's just it was a weird movie that's out of my wheelhouse and it, it, that was the, that was a weird one i watched um i watched a uh movie called nightmare alley that sounds familiar did you, t- did you tell me about that i did tell you about it it's about this con man who uh decides to use this trick and try to get famous and then like you know it's one of those classic like early 40s films where like oh you you wrote it's like the icarus thing where you fly too close to the sun you're gonna melt and go down oh yeah so like he gets too big and eventually like downward spiral you know you know how it works yeah the reason i'm talking about it, it was a good movie but i like i don't really it's simple as fuck it's just a guy con man gets caught you know shit goes down right guillermo del toro is making a oh this is what you're talking remake about Oh this yeah, film yeah, yeah. That comes out this year. Okay, yeah, that's why you're talking about it. I was like, because you said going to Toriel, and I was like, oh yeah, Hellboy guy. I'm I'm excited for it because I'm just like, is he gonna like follow this beat for beat? Because it doesn't seem like his style. But if he does some like creepy shit, like Mystic Arch stuff, that seems like his style, which it yeah. has room for in this film. But you got you also got to think this is a 1947 film, and Guillermo del Toro, like Edgar Wright and Bong Joon Hoon, loves film. So yeah, part of me is like he could be very, like respectful to it and like just be a re- remake, or he has his own twist because you know he likes his spooky stuff. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna do, a f- you're not. I feel like you wouldn't do a shot by shot remake. I feel like that is just kind of like a waste of time. In my personal opinion. I feel like if you're gonna do a film, remake it, re adapt it, use your own sensibilities. Otherwise, why do it? Anybody, anybody can do a shot for shot remake. I know that's why I'm like I'm interested though because you know he he isn't he is known for like his spooky stuff. And then seeing like this nineteen forty seven film about a con man who gets goes too big for himself, I'm interested to see if he does something different with it. It'll be interesting. I'll be, but, I'll be uh, cool to see that. For those of you who want to watch the original before Guillermo del Toro's uh, movie comes out this year, it is in the Criterion Collection. It just released last Tuesday. That's exciting. It was a good movie. I liked it a lot. Well, I, we shall we shall look out for that. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about that when it comes out. The uh... I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I was like. I was like, I saw this was getting, I saw this when it was announced by Criterion. It was like, it was Nightmare Alley. And then I was like, isn't Guillermo del Toro making a movie called Nightmare Alley? And shit, like, it was. Honestly, I don't even know how you knew about that. I had no idea that was even a thing. It's because I watched, um, I watched, uh, Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, like, back to back. And I was looking up Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I saw Nightmare Alley and his upcoming filmography. I don't know why it stuck with me. I think it's just because of the name. It and is a cool saw, name. And then I saw this coming out, and I was like, that seems familiar. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is making a remake of it. That's cool. Weird. Well, those are some exciting films to check out. Um, If you haven't seen those, obviously, some uh, more obscure things. And I like obscure. Yeah, you definitely do. And I, 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 I like hearing <laughs> about your obscure things because You're like, I want to watch it, but... <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it, well, hey, it just gives me a perspective of what else is out there. This is literally just, just like, me going through the Criterion Collection, like beat by beat, and just like finding weird films. Right. I'm almost through. Th- I'm almost watched the first 300 spines, though. Gang, gang, getting there. 
Yeah, almost, almost, almost too, 35% right? through the collection. Woo! Woo woo. I'll That's be I'll be done with it by like next year. Oh well, I, I probably won't. It's a lot of movies. Well, you got six months pretty much. So you'll be you'll be probably be like halfway through. It's taking me, take me two months to get from spine two hundred to spine three hundred almost. So yeah, I, you'll, I, you'll haven't, be I haven't I haven't hit any spines this I want this set of hundred though that I've been like. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> so like normally, normally what happens is I'll watch like up to a movie, and then I'll like I'll be at that movie, and I'll be like. I don't want to watch that, and I just don't watch anything for like two months. Yeah, I I'll, I'll watch everything else, like not even in the collection. I'll start going, I'll start, I'll start venturing through my other films in my collection, and just watching other things. So I'm like, I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> and I'll just force time. myself one day. I'll be like, all right, you're gonna do it. Sit down and get it over with. <laughs> Normally, it's when I hit like a four hour long movie, and I'm like, oh, I boy. don't, wa- I don't want to watch that. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand that. <laughs> Wouldn't want to watch the Olympics, <laughs> dude, dude. I have a well, Spine 900 is a, is a like fucking 40 film Olympic box set spanning Olympics from 1912 to 2012. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't imagine. I'm going to hate my life when I get there. 40, yeah. Just I should 40. just start watching them now so I don't have to watch them all in one big batch. It would be smart. Um. So with that down, let's move on to our film versus feature. Each week, we both we are one of us picks a movie that we want the other person to see. And this week, Bryce chose David Fincher's The Social Network, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, and my boy Justin Timberlake. Third David Fincher in a row. Whoop whoop whoop. Um. <laughs> so obviously, um. Well, who is the chick? I forgot the name of the chick's name. Is it? Um, the chick that plays London Tipton and so Brenda was like, Song, yeah, Brenda Song. She, she, uh, and Andrew Garfield hooked up, and I was like, that's right, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Spider Man crossover right here. This is yeah, what I want to see. I, I have I have conflicted views about this film after watching it because I'm like, it's okay. I, I it was it, just whatever. I don't know. It, it just it doesn't okay. feel like a David Fincher film, but it also doesn't not feel like it. It's like in between. Like I. I'm like, you can tell David Fincher directed it, but it doesn't feel like a movie he would direct. Cause I guess you, I can see that. After you've seen, like, Seven and Zodiac and, you know, all that, and then you're like, why would he make a film about Facebook? <laughs> yeah, when I was talking to, or watching it earlier, I was mentioning that it seemed, I don't know if any of you read books that have listened to the podcast, but um, it feels very much like a stream of consciousness type film and how he directs. Just kind of like the, it just flows, kind of like how you're, the voice and um, how the story, it just kind of like moves, kind of like a snake almost. It just kind of like slips back and forth without really having like a solid direction, you know. I feel like a lot of films are like, it's more of like a, kind of like a ping, you know. They'll just like go to one direction and then bounce back, bounce um, in like one solid line. But this one kind of just like wiggles. I, I'm also, I'm curious how much of this film, like not, this kind of actually happened the way this film went down. Because it just feels like, how would they know? Right. But I'm also like, I know the, I know the, I can't pronounce it. I'm sure Eduardo probably would Edu- say something. Eduardo was real. You know, the characters were real. But my issue was like, how much of this was dramatized just to make money? And then like, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, Jesse Eisenberg did pretty good at portraying that reptilian man. He did, but he is <laughs> because he is a reptilian man, man. Jesse Eisenberg is a weirdo. Creep. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, his performance was okay, but like, he didn't really have to act. He just had to sit there. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
He did too. I mean, overall, I mean, it was not a bad film. It was I wish just... Andrew Garfield was in it more, but I just like seeing Andrew Garfield. Same. Every like, time he talks, I'm like, I was happy. Every he was like, man, he, he Eduardo got screwed over in this because I'm like this and probably real life. All I can think about though is like, you ever heard of contracts? Ever ever heard? Of, I mean, I know he signed contracts, but like he signed one that fucked him over. But I'm also like, did none of you guys fucking watch Judge Judy? Because that thing was around in this Judge time period. Judy. Like, you guys, know, you guys know about like this shit. Like, you're a business major. How the fuck do you fuck up? Like, yeah, how do you fuck him, up a major a business deal when you're a business major? Well, to be fair, he he did say that he thought those were his lawyers. Like, they thought he he thought that they went over it for him. So, in his defense, I kind of get that situation where it's like, it's your friend, you know, you, like, if it was like you, you know, I mean, or something, you I, you kind of would trust them, especially, you know, you've been through with at the beginning, you've put up the money, you've been making the decisions, okay, you know. My, my issue, though, is like, he put up the money and wasn't getting any back. It just kept putting up the money. And he he was just like, oh, he's my friend. I'm like, Mitchell, as much as I love you, I would not give you $19,000 and not get anything in return. That's not fucking happening. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> and then, like. Justin Timberlake looked weird as fuck in this movie. It's because he didn't have a shaved head. It's weird for me. So I can think. I, I swear to. I've seen that clip where like um, Andrew Garfield's like, "I'm sorry, my Prada's at the cleaner, along with my hoodie and my foot and your my fuck you flip flops." I've seen that scene probably a thousand times. I never recognized that as Justin Timberlake. So I spent the entire movie going like, "Where the fuck is that character?" Because <laughs> I didn't know that that was Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I didn't notice it until like he woke up and it was just like talking to some chick. I'm like, wait, is that Justin Timberlake? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I looked up in time and I was like, but this was a year. In time was a year after he just shaved his head and looks completely different. It, it's weird for me. Even it sounds like, different now in time. And then like, um, I I, I will say the uh, the the dean or whatever the fuck of the school. He was funny. Funny fucking character. He they come in bitching about like, oh, he stole our stuff. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Do I look like I care? Like, wait, you're the... I was like, I, I don't care. He's like, y'all have it, boys. You figure it out. I got, yeah. I got to eat my po' boy sandwich. It's like, this is a personal issue. No, it's a school issue. Like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a personal issue. Deal with it your fucking self. I don't care. I, I love that. Yeah, that I was... Will, I will say, I feel like they had a lot of big name actors in this. Did you, did you see Ashley Tisdale at all? No, I said Ashley Tisdale because I, <laughs> in my head, you I thought... You were thinking of Brenda Song? Yeah. Nice. Sweet Love is Zack and Cody. I spent the entire up. movie looking for Ashley Tisdale, and I was like, where the fuck is she? Nah, I was just, I thought of Brenda's song, and it just, it, it Sweet Love is Zack and Cody's names just got mixed up in my head, so. But no, I, you know, I, the movie's fine. It's it's a fine movie. I don't think it's as good as everyone was making it out to be, because they made it seem like it was like one of the best dramatizations ever. Yeah. And all I could think about was like. Probably just because it was Facebook. <laughs> Like, they're like, it's Face- about the Zuckerberg. It's probably the Face- best thing ever. Facebook put advertising for Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I like got on Facebook while I was watching it, and I'm like, this is kind of like meta. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. <laughs> no, I mean, I I let the movie feel fine. I mean, I, something about it was, Fincher, a, it was a thumbs up. It was like a three. That's why I gave it. Okay, cool. But so, yeah, something about, about Fincher mm-hmm. films. I'm just like, they're either like really fucking good, like seven. Or I'm just like they're mad. Like, what did I, I feel like I gave seven like three point five. But like most of his films just feel mad to me. Like I don't. I, I yeah, hate I'm, it because I all of his films have been like. I, I mean, I don't know what else. I, I keep thinking we saw Mank, Zodiac I Mank. Seven, and this now. I hated Mank. Zodiac. I hated Mank too. I've Z- seen Mank twice. Zodiac. Okay, so Mank, I give a thumbs down. Zodiac, I say is okay. It was just really long and slow. Um, seven thumbs up. And then this one, 
I'd say okay as well. I wasn't blown away, but I was also like, it was it was fine. Seven, I only gave it thumbs up because the ending. If if seven, obviously we talked about this last podcast, but but yeah, I mean that that was the only one I gave him a thumbs up. It was just because the ending was good. This one it was just very much like I don't know. It was like one of those documentary films, but it like, just it just felt like I just left it feeling like, yep, that was a movie. Yeah, I didn't I didn't gain anything. I didn't lose anything. It was just it was a fine watch. But speaking of. Uh, fine watches and David Fincher. I'm just gonna keep this train rolling. Are we watching Gone Girl. We are watching Gone Girl. Yeah, I like Gone Girl. I'm good with that. I uh, we're I, we're gonna slowly. We're, this is like the next. The rest of the podcast is me us finishing David Fincher. We're gonna be like down to three movies. We're gonna be like fuck it. Let's just watch them all. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like all of David Fincher's movies is what I wanted to see. So like, a lot of them are one of the things. It's real weird though because we're leaving every single one going like I don't know. It was fine, and then we're like, hey, we're watching another one. <laughs> I mean, because I've heard they're all really good, and I'm like, I just want to see... Oh, oh, Fight Club. Of course, Fight Club, yeah. Fight Club's fucking phenomenal. Fight Club's the only movie I know of that... I, I like Gone Girl. I've seen that one before. I like Gone Girl. I'll watch it again. I loved it. It was fun. I, I love it, Fight Club. So, okay. that I mean, there's one that... I he, haven't seen big, Fight Club big since I was like up. eight. Uh, I heard... Oh, he, he also did World War Z. Great movie. He didn't do World War Z. He didn't direct that. I see World War Z on his I filmography. Think he, he might have produced it, but I don't think he directed it. That makes sense. I hate when they include that when it's like directed this. Um, I, I know. Hold up. I I got this. You know. Now I got. Now I got to find another Fincher film to watch after. This is why you don't use Google when you're trying to look up. Um, he made the the only movies left of his I have to watch is uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Heard that's pretty good. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Game, and Panic Room. Panic Room I heard is really good too. But he, um, he's directed 13 films, and they're Fight Club, Gone Girl, Social Network, Seven, Zodiac, Curious Case Mention of the Girl of Dragon Tattoo, Mank, The Game, Panic Room, Alien 3. Also, I might watch Alien 3, but I watched Alien 2 first. I gave Alien 3 one star. But take this with a grain of salt for me. Jesus. I hate the Alien franchise. So <laughs> I know people love it. I hate it. But that's just my take. I. I I've watched every single one, and I don't like it. So that's just my view, and it doesn't matter who directed it. I just don't like the, the, also, the whole thing. I also heard the girl with the dragon tattoo was pretty good, right? Yeah, it's Daniel Craig in it. Okay, I guess it can't be horrible if he's in it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so, some cool films we'll still check out. I'll be excited to watch it. So we'll be Gone Girl, and then I think hopefully maybe we'll watch. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we should just like finish the last two on Like we should just meet up and just. Instead of pitching, picking him again, yeah, stop watching David Fincher. We just want to learn about something else. <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just watch the last my, ne- my next one's totally going to be Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I don't give a fuck. I know. I was like, <laughs> we should just meet up and like, watch all the rest of them. So uh, here's, can, what, like, here's what's funny, though, is um, only Curious Case of Benjamin Button and the game are in uh, the Criterion Collection. Sorry, I just like, saw some ads for Marvel News, and I was just like, I'm sorry, what? So I just saw something about Chadwick Boseman and another thing about Doctor Strange. I'm like, I'm sorry, please give me more news. <laughs> um, the game has um, the guy who plays Hank Pym, Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, he's a pretty cool, good actor. And Curious Case Benjamin Button has a uh, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying our little uh, Fincher binge. <laughs> me too. Because I'm like. I know. I apparently have not seen that many Fincher films, and now I'm just like going through it. <laughs> we going through it. Well, um, with that, oh, I already said that. So, well, thank you guys as we joined. Uh, wow, well, as we joined ourselves with us, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with you us. us. <laughs> God, 
Okay. Um, well, thank you for joining us as we talked a slew of movie news, uh, the social network. We talked Cruella and A Quiet Place and uh, various pieces of content we watched throughout the week. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so be sure to follow us and turn on the notifications to get updates every time we post. Ba-ding! Uh, if you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. And uh, if, uh, Bryce, people want to follow you and your wonderful adventures online, where can they get you at? You can find me on Letterboxd at Pain Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews, Twitter as Sanguine Films, and Insta. Insta- I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> Instagram at Pain Love Cinema. And you can stay connected with me, the, the vibrocious vibrato pineapple over Mitch Chandler, by following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler. On Twitter at Mitchell Chandler and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And keep in mind that my name is spelled differently than most Mitchells. And it's M Y T C H E L. And that is all for this week, our fellow cinephiles. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!